Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or of course, welcome back. Well, there. How are you, man? I, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, it is hot. Been a run around like cannonball run kind of week where it's, I'm just in my car. I'm in my car. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going back here. I'm going over there. I'm coming back here. I'm going over there. So on and so forth. Uh, so yeah, we actually point, got to uh, we we got to hang out for a few hours. Yeah, momentarily, right? And then went and took some photographs for a gentleman running for office. It was, hot. It was cool. A very insightful experience. Uh, I that felt, was fun. I felt other like than it was hot things, right? Yeah, it was hot. But yeah, I'd, I I want to put my car in park and like recoup the uh, hundred gallons of gasoline I'm burning this week. <laughs> you know. But prices are yeah, coming down, die. so there's that, right? I mean, yeah. oh my God, I, I filled up for under $5 a gallon, not once, but twice in a week. That's, That's progress, folks. I guess I should have bought an EV a long time ago. Probably. We should, we should remark, you and I were hanging out last night, which was kind of fun. And, um, you know, I walk out, I'm in a t-shirt, which Brandon's like, oh, dear God. For, for those of you that don't know... For those of you that don't know, I need to I need to stress the importance of of Dan's remark um, because it sounds like a subtle thing, maybe an innocuous thing, but for Dan to wear a T-shirt um, is about a once in a five hundred day occurrence, unless maybe he's doing yard work. But I'm pretty sure he still wears a freshly pressed Oxford whilst trimming the hedges most weeks. It's wow. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So on vacation, I've been known to wear a t-shirt, but yes, you, you, I have an affinity to either a blue, striped blue, white, white, blue, blue checks, kind of you know, button down kind of thing. And, you know, even when I'm recording, um, you know, me shoes and, uh, you know, press shirt. I mean, that's just kind of, no, and, I, roll, and but, I appreciate that. So one, know, one of the uh, people I looked up to, early on in my development and one of my many interests, uh, one of his things, he was like, when you're learning, when you're, when you're practicing, when you're studying, always like pay homage, pay respect to what you're doing. And so he would, he would, anytime he sat down for a practice session, uh, he would put on like a three piece suit and tie just to like, interesting, create an aura, like, what did I want to say? Revenance where it was like, okay, I'm respecting this. It's serious. I'm paying attention. And that was part of his ritual for learning. And I always thought that was very interesting. So I appreciate when I see people do similar things and go, no, I'm committed to it. It's important. Got to do a thing. I'm over here like in a pair of fucking, you know, gym shorts and a hoodie right now, but (laughs) (laughs) that's just me. We're recording at 11 11 o'clock on a Thursday. And we need to get this pod out, but here it's kind of funny. So I'm, I'm in the, I'm in a very similar, same gray t-shirt as I was wearing the other night in flip-flops and, uh, you know, in jeans, actually, I probably should have thrown shorts on And folks. The reason I'm recording this way, um, is because our studio, um, still doesn't have an HVAC system, but you will, you will be happy to know, Brandon, I have a, I have a com- very reputable, reputable is the word of the day, um, company coming to. Um, price, um, not fixing because they've tried as have several companies have tried to fix this 
unit here and it's unfixable. Um, so we're going to go with um, complete replacement and um, estimate for basically chucking this thing into the trash. And then we'll see what uh, Diepod Productions and the other folks that operate out of this space, uh, what, what we end up doing. Um, yeah, you know, no, we have to get some of our money back. Again, yeah. it's, it's good to know that somebody's actually going to come out and give you a, a decent uh, AC unit. So a big shout out to Sam at Senville uh, for that. Who, um, yeah, didn't do a thing. Um, <laughs> who, we who was, we who won't was more go than any further down that rabbit hole. It might be used in court. Who knows? Who, I mean, let them. I mean, I was at the, uh, you know, I was at the listeners and folks. I had to actually go to the attorney's office over this yeah, last folks, week. So uh, we, we have a course. In, but in, anyhow. In our opinion, if you're going to buy a mini splitter, go with an established brand. Don't go with, uh, you know, some of the new guys on the block. I, your first mistake was buying an air conditioning unit out of Canada. I mean, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I'm a Canadian. You know, it, it, probably, it, it, it probably works great. You'd be like, this thing is blasting me with cold air when the average temperature is 60 degrees anyway. Uh, so they manufactured them to work in that climate. Then you bring it down here into the States and the southern United States, and suddenly, well... <laughs> It's a different thing altogether. So maybe the product isn't yeah, as terrible hot. as our experience would lead us to believe. Perhaps it was simply manufactured to uh, function in an environment. Uh, and then they decided to hot. branch out and sell it somewhere it shouldn't be. Yeah, they sold a bunch of California, too. I know we have a bunch of California listeners, too. So, you know, maybe somebody in California is also experiencing what we are experiencing here. Yep. When it gets hot. Uh yeah, don't don't buy that unit. Yeah, E one uh, E one P one P one E one. It's yeah, it's just a go, litany go with, go. of error codes that come out of that thing, and uh, yeah, hasn't worked in. And it wasn't. And, and yeah. honestly, and honestly, folks and, and listeners, and, and yeah, it's been longer, almost two years now. Um, and for the listeners, honestly, it wasn't that the uh, the the actual licensed HVAC people weren't going to do a thing they just there was availability and timing you know at certain times of the year and it's very busy down here and building lots of houses and it was just needed to get a thing faster than three months so um yeah made that mistake never again so guess i'll wait waited nearly a year and a half now for a resolution should have just waited those damn three months but yeah it's one of those pandemic purchase casualties you know some people spend a lot of money on things they really love during the pandemic and other people made a, a, few. a purchase, uh, mm-hmm. you know, based on circumstance and availability and got burnt. So, well, you're in the latter club. Well, since we're on this, um, just this kind of interesting um, few minutes or so longer of um, getting into something. Did you did you watch any of the uh, the J6 hearings here in the States on, on C-SPAN? Did I watch any any of the January 6 hearings? (laughs) (laughs) Big question. Big question. And did you emit the word live or? uh, Yes, I I watched them. I missed. There was one. uh, It was the second to last that I have not gotten to watch in its entirety. Uh, I was just busy uh, when that was going on and I haven't circled back. But the rest of them. But no, I, I'll correct myself. The last one I've watched in its entirety, and all of the preceding ones, 
save for the second to last, I watched as they happened. Gavel to gavel, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. people are like, as how could you say. waste so much time? Like, that's, that's so much. And I'm like, well, you know, when it was going on, I spent about uh, 17 or 18 hours watching it live. <laughs> you know, so well, cumulatively, I sort of got... Uh, the in, the investigation or the the research side of what actually happened and who was involved, you know, I've, yeah, I've and, and, and less nothing. time invested in that than in the bullshit that happened on the day. So I'm, I don't feel so bad about it, really. No, I don't at, at all. And I, you know, for for folks that just watch snippets here and there, and, and they they're trying to gather the facts and you know what what have you. I mean, it's a certain amount of, um, I guess, there's a certain personality that'll sit down and binge watch C-SPAN, which we're known to do over here. Um, but I, but I almost think, you know, I appreciate going gavel to gavel with this stuff because, you know, it, it's, it's lie. It's, it's living history at this point in time. And it's, it's very important for the country to realize. And for the, I think the world realizes that, you know, we're, we're going through a thing, whether or not that's, you know, what happened after nine eleven and, and other major hearings and stuff like that. I think it's, it's always important. And I do, I, I appreciate all the, the snippets and bits and the, and the, and the writers and the journalists that do stuff, but I do absolutely appreciate <laughs> that we have C-SPAN. Oh, they're right? few and far between though. Yeah, no, it's, you know, the actual journalists, uh, that write, right. you know, thought provoking, yeah. provoking pieces or just report on a thing as it happened is one thing, but we kind of live in a time where, you know, the sound bites and the snippets, they come out and they're spun and they're spun and they're spun. And to your point, if you watch it gavel to gavel, uh, you get a thing that I think is lost on a lot of people these days. It's called context. Uh, and a lot of this stuff isn't nearly as incendiary or provocative or controversial or whatever buzzword you might want to apply to it. Uh, yeah. In context, and so having the whole picture as opposed to having the myopic snippet uh, goes a long way. You know, it's the same way. It, it, you know what? I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. <laughs> I was tempted. To. Well, you, what I will say is that there's a there's a trying to look for the right word. I, I probably don't have it. Um, there's something very live and real about it um, when when you see. The thing that's not lost to me is um, watching the um, the law enforcement officers um, sit in that front row, or or you know front row, side row, row back, gavel to gavel, showing up in person. Um, you know, it, looking for every the answers that everybody's looking for. Um, sort of what went, what happened, and. Um, it's kind of interesting when you watch C-SPAN, you can see during an adjournment or, you know, before or after how people sit and, and you, you actually get the, you, you do get the feel that there are actually really important people, like really significant people sitting down and, and watching. And I'm, I'm glad um, that they are doing what they're doing um, to afford those, those folks, uh, you know, who went through the hell they went through. Um, to be able to, 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 if you will, you know, get their day and, you know, in, in Congress or whatever and sit there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's um, very As observers. And I, 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 I appreciate that, that balance and that, that this committee is um, doing what they're doing, uh, especially for those folks. So, 
Yeah, no, they're, but, they're, they're people that, you know, they, they put their life on the line that day and they upheld their oaths um, to this country, to the job. Absolutely. Et cetera, et cetera, absolutely. et cetera. And I'll be damned yeah. uh, if they shouldn't be included. Uh, because, you know, they, in hindsight, we can go back, but without those people, we wouldn't know what happened necessarily. Uh, so it's very important uh, to pay respects to them and, and those that dutifully uphold uh, the positions that they ascended to or swore an oath to. It's funny how that works Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Right? Well, and, and what I was going to point out, it's, it's in, we're getting to, you know, for folks who are just listening to us for the first time or folks, welcome back. If you've been listening to us, we've been talking a lot about privacy and we're going to dig in further on that and sort of find them. I guess the, the play between what's going on currently in this country with, with the Supreme Court or with laws or, you know, even with this hearing, um, and, and, you know, not to try to thread a thing over a thing, but I think it's important for folks to understand and, and to get a, a larger view as, as we're trying to do over here. There's a certain degree of privacy that you need to function, right? And I would, I think everybody would agree with that, but it's getting really interesting, especially in the, in this final hearing of at least this, this series of them that we're in a, we're in a place where there's possibly missing text messages. There's possibly, there's, there seems to be a considerable amount of missing communication, but there's, you know, the, these things are digital, so they're not completely lost. And I understand that there's a, you know, there's an assertion of privilege, whether or not that's a, a president inserting privilege or people, you know, with attorneys asserting privilege, which I think we have a construct that, you know, privilege and privacy whether or not that's between a, a doctor and a patient is a really important thing, even though it's not enumerated, not enumerated in the Constitution, um, which is why they struck down where we've been ranting about Roe v. Wade and some of these other laws. Um, I, I think we need to also understand, I don't think privilege, legal privilege, is necessarily enumerated in the Constitution. So, you know, but but then again, when when you've put, lives and people at risk, you know, and you're serving a role to serve the country, you know, I, I'm not sure how much privacy you get to stand behind, especially when you're taking our fucking privacy away. You know what I'm saying? Brandon, it's not lost to me. Like that's sort of where I am in this moment. Just to not, not to go get ranty again, but oh my it's God, this gets under my boundary. skin. So to play devil's advocate, <laughs> And I am, I am no expert on executive privilege by any stroke of the imagination, but I do. Have All I know to, is it needs to be there. What's that? Sort of. I said, I, I think everybody understands it needs to be there. Yeah. You know, an executive, so the president, like, whatever they need to have some. Yeah. So the yeah. fifth amendment, right? Like a right to self-incrimination. Um, I feel like right not to self-incrimination, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, right. As, as a president though, you know, you, you've assumed a role that is incredibly massive in its scope. And so by definition, yeah, fair enough. do you not think that, you know, your closest advisors, the closest people to you in, in your cabinet or whatnot, 
acting as extensions of you because one single person couldn't possibly in a modern world handle all the tasks. Like there's delegation of presidential responsibility and power. And so at that point, even like it's fifth amendment, like self-incrimination, like they were acting on my behalf. We had this conversation, like Mm -hmm. enact my will and go do a thing, but that's still, so I don't know. It gets a little hinky and weird. Um, because yeah. you know you you shudder that person that acted on your behalf under executive privilege, but then then I go once you're out of office, you lose that, and maybe maybe now the person that did that, well, maybe they don't have that privilege, or maybe you just interrogate the guy yeah. that was responsible, you know, and go, Hey, you can no, plead the fifth is. and plead the fifth and plead the fifth all day long. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, but it's, it's an interesting, again, thought experiments become kind of fun and interesting from time to time. Uh, and when you start to think these things through, you go, Oh yeah, there's like, there's, we have necessary evils in this country. It's just, where are the limits of them? Uh, and by necessary evils, I mean legitimate systems well, well, yeah, in place yeah, okay. that so, when functioning properly are, are really great and wonderful, but they're also uh, open to abuse and exploitation Yeah, uh, and, you know, can be leveraged to function in a way they weren't originally intended to function. And then it, it gets a little bit messy. And how do we... How do we combat that? How do we correct that? I mean, no doubt, no, no doubt as a, as a, as a sitting president or a country or any, and, you know, lawmakers, you know, people, people in, in government, you know, they're going to go with the facts on the ground and what they have and they're going to make decisions and, and stuff. And they're not always going to be right, obviously. Um, and you got, yeah, I think you do have to, I think there's an understanding of they do have a certain amount of privacy to their thoughts and why they've gotten to a, a particular place and why they made a decision. And, you know, again, they're not always going to be right. And, you know, stuff happens, but, um, it, it's kind of interesting that there's so much being asserted ar- around all of this in terms of privilege and privacy and conversations. And, and even the fact that the, the, the official, um, photographer, um, on Jan six was scuttled away, was not allowed to record it. Um, and wasn't allowed to take pictures. Yeah, which is um, interesting. And, 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 and <laughs> again, we, I mean, okay. We, we could circle it, into things uh, like motive and intent. Um, and, and maybe uh, right. <laughs> there's some privilege between conversations and actions and everything else. But there's also a thing we have in this country and as a society in general called accountability. Uh, and you mm-hmm. should be able to ask people and say, you know what, you can assert privilege over that and say, I don't really want to discuss specific details, but maybe you should be questioned about your intent and your motive behind right. specific public actions. And, you know, that's not happening. Not yet. Anyway, so we'll see. Not yet. We'll see where it goes. And and so, and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break here shortly and then get into a couple of highlight items of I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with this term, the DPI 
uh, hearings that went on, I think it was in uh, 2018, I'll look up the notes, and then some of the stuff that's going on in Europe regarding just individual privacy and whether or not there's a human right to that. And I think that is worth an absolute discussion. I just thought I would in a I mean, roundabout way. It frequently and, here, right? Yeah, I mean, we do, yeah, right? And the, I think it's, it's worth visiting. privacy or just simply, hey, yeah. I, I should be entitled to How? some privacy in my life and so should you and so should everybody else. It's not right. a... Uh, it's not a right or a privilege, as it were, since rights have to be enumerated in the Constitution in some people's minds. Um, and so we'll call it a privilege for the time being. But that extends That's to all enough. humans, male, female, black, white, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think people, well, they've, they've, they, <laughs> they've lost the grasp on that. Um, and again, right. you know, being myopic is being myopic. And you go, I've got mine. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care about anybody else. Right. And you, you had the other, before we leave it there on the, on the hearings and stuff was kind of interesting. You had, you had come across that tweet, um, director, direct, directly from, uh, Preet Bharara over at, uh, cafe, uh, cafe insider, which I subscribe to, um, regarding some of that, he enjoys to a very good breakdown of the last hearing and they, and they get into some of the, some of the stuff that's been lost and that the fact that the secret service actually is in charge of like finding lost things, digital, they have a whole division for that. So, um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting like to see how all the pieces of a thing work or don't work and how they need to come together when you're not relying on outside com companies and TOSs and stuff to sort of run, you know, what we would be running or, or, adhering to in our personal lives. Like when that's all controlled by a government. Yeah. No, um, some of this, you, you know what I mean? It gets kind of squirrely. <laughs> don't get me started on the, the missing text messages because that, well, nothing goes missing. It's all zeros and ones. Well, my it's nothing not goes true. So they, they, they hold well, I mean, okay. a, you are right. A special important place, right. In, in the executive branch of government. Um, so it's not lost on me that they may be operating on systems that aren't, or, or I should say that are dissimilar to what you and I would right. use or anybody else, uh, some proprietary thing, you know, because that's like, when you talk about privileged information, like direct, yeah, direct communication bit, right? amongst those people is paramount. Yeah. Uh, to the security yeah. of this country at at its highest office, uh, so I I don't and they have doubt, a cool website. I don't doubt. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past too, we, right? But I don't doubt. We've done they, we've done episodes on this. They have yeah. every ability to contain, delete, <laughs> right? A, a, effectively, kind of anything, kind of digitally. There, yeah. You know, now internally, maybe if you do, we have those things. You should still keep records, but it's the it's the timeline that's questionable here. And I'm not privy that, yeah, privy to the actual information. But yeah. it it would appear from an outsider looking in that these things were deleted after a request was made. And yeah. again, we come it comes down to motive and intent, uh, because they are a law enforcement branch to a certain extent. 
And when it comes to custody and following rules, like if there's a subpoena for data and you destroy that data, you're in trouble. That's a big, that's a big, and we know this huge Mm -hmm. deal. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is tampering with evidence or potential evidence. So like, again, motive and intent, motive and intent. Like they couldn't and, stop and, and the nothing process. against the Secret Service. We like them. We've done episodes on them, and they have a cool, Again, cool website, and they recover money. And they do kind of cool to the do, security yeah. of this nation. However, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. of bad eggs, one bad apple, you know, whatever <laughs> euphemism idiom you want to use, uh, it goes on and on from there. Well, and the whole deletion thing is, I mean, the whole deletion is only as good as it is because, you know, you can only kind of delete your side, but your side's still on the other side of the other person and had the conversation or whatever things running that conversation. So again, again it's, it's hard to kind of delete things in the world. Proprietary system in a singular yeah. organization, then they, they own both sides. Yeah, probably. It's, it's, it, like, I don't doubt that they have their own communication system, their own SMS system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not controlled by the individual holding the device. It's controlled by the agency and, and those that monitor those systems. So I would start to look there. <laughs> I would also imagine there's a redundancy, like in most things, just in case, you know, a fire break glass, somebody else also has that information somewhere and if there's so. not it's terrifying again you could you could have an internal I, and again and, and you could have an internal record that's blinded to yes. even other branches or yeah. agencies within the government and mm-hmm. go yeah we but we have these so we can audit yeah. internally if there's a problem and if there's not well that's a that's a just a dropping of the proverbial they, ball and if there is, well, that or just a and it's being good protected, outcome of it's also a dropping of the proverbial ball. So I don't know where we go from here. Well, any way you slice it, it 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 tells you just on this this one instance right here the importance of hearings like this because that's what they're there to do is you know expose expose deficiencies or things that could be done better in the future. Right, that's my understanding. So. Anyhow, you want to take a break and then come back and talk further? Sure, that works for me. All right. Sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. Well, we are back. I'd take a quick break. Back? I never left. What were you doing? Um, opening the door, getting more air, moving the fan, had to turn the fan off, you know. Recording. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you're, you're sitting yeah. in a room that's the equivalent of a, I'd say a sauna, but because we're mm-hmm. in the South, it's more like a steam room at 95 degrees and 94% humidity, I would guess, where you're at. At least. Yes. Yeah, that's that's miserable. So. I'd I'd take a break too. 
So yeah, we're talking about uh, we're talking about all sorts of things, but uh, privacy. Harp <laughs> so, on that a little bit. After twenty-seven minutes of rambling, we're we're about to talk about privacy. No, it wasn't rambling. It wasn't ranting. I mean, it's all important stuff. There's through there's through pieces and threads here, and you know, people yelling that government doesn't do anything, or these hearings, or whatever the hell is going on. <laughs> um, you know, at the end of the day. It, it, People need to pay attention to this stuff. And I think, you know, shoot, we mentioned uh, Cafe Insider and, and uh, Preet before the break. And I'll, I'll give them another shout out over there at cafe.com. Um, Preet did a great interview with a professor from Duke that gets into the whole existence of a human right to privacy and, and what she would like to see done in this country. Um, it's, it's worth a listen. Look it up. And that's under the Stay Tuned um, cafe.com feed, I believe, and stay tuned. But, um, that, that episode is actually pretty interesting, but it's also shocking that, you know, we're having to have these discussions now in 2022 when Europe, I mean, we always go back to this Europe, Europe, you're getting Europe. Y'all, y'all saw a thing and got on a thing way sooner than this country did. Right. Am I wrong, Brandon? I don't think I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that they saw a thing any sooner. They just responded more quickly. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Let me put it to, okay. You're right. In one sense here, it was about business to business, business to consumer. It's all the pieces where the focus in Europe has seemed to be looking at some of their hearings and reading through some of their um, laws and regulations. Um, they had a very, very um, big focus on individual, like a human right to, to privacy and that, and they focused on the, in, on, on an individual's rights to privacy and so on and so forth. I mean, that's fair. So, you know, we had uh, section two thirty, which has been, a popular topic in this country. <laughs> um, and because we treat corporations as citizens, you know, it was, now, it was there yeah. to protect the, the, the corporation. I almost misspoke there, but I won't. And, and you went, oh, okay. And, you know, they, they, they won't have rights or they, sorry, they, they won't be held accountable for what the average person does on their platform. Right. Uh, it was an amendment to a, a long standing law or an addition addendum, as it were. Um, and that's probably good because there are a lot of really stupid people out there. <laughs> like <laughs> our, our world is full of assholes. So if you give them right. access to a thing, why should you be held responsible? And the argument has to, to an like, extent they can be they can be they can be held ex responsible in certain oh, very absolutely yeah there are exceptions yeah. to every rule but you know I did, and I support it I'm like I've been vocal about it I'm like you know what like why hold Twitter accountable why hold this person accountable and you, you know <laughs> the arguments become like this I'm being canceled or I'm being censored or I'm being <laughs> oppressed yeah. Uh, you know, from these angry, privileged people. Um, and, you know, they're just operating within the terms of service. And the, the agreement right. you made with them, if you would read, 
uh, to use their platform to begin with. And then people are enraged when they actually go, yeah, these are the terms that you agreed to and we are going to stand by them. Uh, and, you know, under the European model, GDPR, you know, it's very much about protecting. Now, now, now yeah, now GDPR. Um, yes, it's, it's about protecting the, the end user and actually protecting them and not from cancellation, not from censorship, from their data. Uh, and, and again, well, the, I'll, I'll go okay, on about well, this let's be fair. days and days and days. Well, let's be fair. We're going to put in, right. Let's be fair. Let's put it in the context, right? So from here over in the United States of America, we have, and, and similar to some other countries, we have, we have, we have certain things that are set up, whether or not that's the um, federal communications commission or what have you, right. And, and these bodies are there to, to regulate a thing, right. Well, so the regulating business, I mean, in theory, right? So business to business, what can be said? You know, what are those things? But we're in these sort of silos of regulation um, versus the European approach seems to me, at least, especially now getting into like what happened in, in 2018 with the GDPR, um, very focused on it's not is it's not a reg, it's not regulation. It's actually a right. It's a it's a you know, I think they say Article eight sets forth basic rights relating to personal data protection. That's a much different approach than, than I've come across of how this country has tried to manage um, privacy or data. So they're coming at it from kind of holistically the, from the individual, like what, what's the, their expectation? How's their data being used? Can you search this? Can you search that? What what have you here? Um, and and I do think it's really really fucking important now to have this conversation now that we have a couple of justices on the Supreme Court that don't really believe in this stuff because it's not enumerated in the Constitution. Um, it's just sort of an understanding um, that we need to have this discussion here in this country as well, and we can't rely just on. Um, the, the, the regulations under the regulatory bodies to do a thing for the rights and privacies of, of individuals. Um, and, and really we're beholden to the companies we trust and what fight they'll put up for us. And then also what, what, what can actually, you know, outmaneuver that, um, not to go back to the rights of women and, 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 and folks that just lost just had a right taken away from them this in, in this country, those country companies can no longer stand and not give up your personal data because, you know, there are states and we no longer have a federal protection against a thing. And the Supreme Court has indicated that they're willing to just throw out a few more of these understood rights, not enumerated. So maybe it's time yeah, to enumerate sure. it, but Europe's ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, and they're not ahead in of that us. sense. They're just they're they're taking a different. They're approach. in a different so lane. They're in, in our, a different in lane. our country. Uh, I think the problem stems from. Again, I say this a lot. Like the the wheels of bureaucracy turn very slowly, right? So mm -hmm. you mentioned the FCC. The FCC doesn't really regulate anything on the internet. The FCC was designed to uh, regulate broadcast media. So things over the airwaves, 
i.e. radio like and television before we had. <laughs> uh, so oh, yes. like they're, they're not a part of it to begin with. Uh, the internet, we, we talk about it on this podcast as the Wild West. Uh, and, and it is to a degree where the government is catching up to this thing that moves very fast and very quickly. And the government, our government does not. And so we have, you know, the constituency that argues amongst itself, uh, you know, because we have some old laws like the, the uh, Section 230 was updated in 1996 so that's been a long time and maybe we should revisit that to some degree but you know i disagree with some people in the way they want to address it but the point is there's no regulatory body in the united states that governs the internet that 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 can i don't want to say governs or dictates but no, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, and so it's a hodgepodge. You know, it's a hodgepodge. We're on two different issues here because the GDPR, right. again, it's privacy on the internet. It's simply, you know, what happens to your data as the end user? Because we've had companies, uh, most of them based out of the U.S., that at a massive level have, to one degree or another, I'll say exploited. That's I'll, I'll use that word intentionally. Uh, their users for their some data. of them have, yeah, yeah, um, because they were simply looking at it from a much more macro perspective than the average user would ever consider, and they sold it. You know, we had some issues with Facebook over the years, with Google. Like it, these are well documented. Well, in in legal since, cases. Since you, since you brought that up, I'll bring up the and I was we'll reference this probably in in in. A, deeper in a, in a, in a future podcast, but July 17th, 2008, um, one of the hearings on the Hill, um, was into DPI. So deep, um, packet inspection. So they were on to exactly what you're, you're referencing a piece of what you're referencing, which is the ability for companies to not just absorb your information, but then trade on it amongst themselves. And you don't really know what's going on. I think my best way I can synopsize that really quickly over here. Um, but that was 08. So this, that's been going on for a little bit to your point. Um, you know, some of the, some of the, to your point. So it's, can we say nefarious? I, I don't know. Just capitalistic. Like, wow, you know. Oh, I think capitalistic Dan is a great word for it. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's profit driven. Like we, mm -hmm. and, and again, we all signed up for it. We all agreed to use the service, a free service. Like they're making money service. somewhere. Like it's not. Right. You are the product. Social it media just, doesn't fall out of the yeah. trees and go, hey, you're blessed with this wonderful platform to reconnect <laughs> with people you what? haven't talked to in they 40 don't. years. Um, That's what I thought you know, it was you all read about. The fine print, it's there for the most part. But I, I think the <coughs> dynamic in this country is people look at it from the wrong perspective. And instead of, you know, to use your wording, like go, hey, I am the product and that is a problem. Uh, me personally, I'd rather pay for, you know, a Facebook for $4.99 a month and control my data than have it for free or I wouldn't use it. 
I mean, that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair. Hey, and and I'll, I'll pay you. What? How much do you want? You can still serve me ads. I'm not asking for them to change anything in the user experience, the user interface. Just let me pay you and say, fuck off. My data is my data. Internally, of course, look at it. It's on your network. It's, it's, it's on your servers. You're going to look at it. Yeah. Sell me, sell me a pair of jeans, whatever. Um, outside of that, but, but it shouldn't go downstream. What else are you doing? Yeah. And Um, my point is that I think the, I won't say the average American, maybe, maybe that is the appropriate term. They don't think of it like that. They just, they just go, ah, fuck it. I want to say whatever I want to say, and I'll be damned if it gets deleted or if it gets, you know, hidden away. Shadow banned is a, is a term that gets passed around. There's shadow banning, shadow banning, shadow banning. I'm like, shadow banning to me is simply your post sucks. There's no engagement. So the algorithm doesn't fucking forward it onto people. It doesn't put it in front of people because your content sucks. Like the mm-hmm. objective litmus test of all this is does it generate revenue? And so if your content sucks, it will not be seen by people. And to, <laughs> like that is the number one motivating factor here. Right. Does your content generate revenue for the company that you're using for free? It's not shadow shadow banning. It's your content sucks. Nobody wants to engage with it. Nobody, nobody thinks it's important. Like there's just not that much traction there. Try harder. Try a different approach. It's not that what you're doing is uninteresting. It's simply the way, maybe the way you're doing it, and so on and so forth. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's all I have to say about it. But but to to get back to the what, what where Europe is with this because they are they are referenced as the gold standard. I mean, in in terms of where they started and where they've gotten to, and I think part of that is they are in a different lane. But also part of that is they're focused on this this construct of of privacy as a human right, and you know, and the fact that they believe that there's a they there there is a <laughs> there is a right as a human being to privacy. Now, how far that extends into your data and some other stuff um, is sort of what they're, they're developing over there when it comes to your personal data. Um, but it's, it's actually held up as a human right, which um, going back to what I referenced about the Preet interviews and his thing, um, that particular person with a ton of degrees and a very smart person believes that this country should take that same approach. I, and it's I not lost entirely. on me. And again, privacy is a right, first and foremost. Um, and if it's not enumerated and we're going to strike this law down and we're going to strike this standing down in a almost 50-year precedent here and there, and they're going to battle ram all this shit and indicate that in the future we can just keep smashing the store apart, um, I, I do think the average American who's sitting, you know, watching TV or, you know, having dinner like I did earlier um, they kind of need to think about this and go, okay, who, who do I need to support and back? Who's actually doing this? If not for themselves, if for, you know, their, their, their kids or their nieces and nephews or future generations, this is fucking important at this point in time. I, I do think that we are at, um, 
uh, prefaces in this country of it, it, we're going to have to hold our arms around a thing if we're going to get this, um, you, you know, or the alternative is we go, meh, no biggie. That's not really happening. They said this. They said that nothing's really going on. And we will not be the free country we believe we are in the future. And I think that's why it's so important um, to have these discussions now. And and maybe it's good that there's so much out here and we have a new generation and several of them generations that use phones and technology and stuff and that have an awareness that, you know, maybe they're not just selling you a, a fucking pair of jeans and maybe there is something to protect and, and, you know, some rights that you would like to acquire. That's going to be a hard, hard, hard fought battle in this country, I think. Um, and I'll, I'll say it. If it requires an amendment to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, I don't doubt it should happen. Um, and just take a look. And when in future episodes, we'll get further into what's going on in Europe. But I, I do think as a country, we really need to take this piece, privacy, fucking serious. We can't just rely on the legal constructs of this amendment or this amendment or what was said here or what is said there, given, certainly given the current fuckery of what's going on with some of these rights that have been taken away from human beings in this country. So, yeah. And, and I agree, but it's a, it's a two pronged approach. So yeah, fair enough. So much of what you're talking about uh, involves privacy from the government. Yes. But so much of what like the GDPR is about and what 230 is about is, is well, not 230. I'll say the GDPR is, is privacy from corporations. Like it's, it's, or data it's in general, yeah. regulation. And so. But what's, what was the predecessor to the GDPR? What did we get? What did we get to in our notes here? It, uh, it was 1994. I think I have it pulled Nine, up over on the. 95, I think. Um, it was amended in 95. So the data protection directive. Uh, but so okay, it, so there was still it's a regulation yeah. of corporations as opposed to a, an enumerated right. Uh, that's protected from the government. And it's a very fine distinction. And we have to be right, careful privacy, not to muddy it, the privacy, waters in our discussions. Right. I mean, fair enough. And to, to go to that point, privacy is an enumerated right under, e, under EU, right, as a human, as a, as a that, that construct as a human right. And then they go further with the, in 95 and then 2018 and then getting in the GDPR that your right, not just from government, but also your right to protect your, or have rights to your privacy, sorry, your data privacy and, and what companies can do with it or anybody can do with it for that matter. They go further. Is that, is that fair to say, or am I overstepping that? Uh, I honestly it's can't if, answer that directly. I, I don't know what rights are enumer enumerated by the EU. Um, and again, it's, 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 what are they protected by? Like you have a right to privacy. Okay. Is that protected against the government? Can you sign that away by signing a contract? Right. And so it's the same quandary we have here. So like, like we can legislate away, but what good does it do if you leave it up to the right. end user? And I'm not advocating for government to <laughs> force people into 
one thing or another, but also you can't have your cake and eat it too. So you can't go my rights, my freedom, my privacy, etc., and then sign it away and get upset about it because that's being infringed, one, not by the government, but by a private entity that you told it's okay to take your data. To, yeah, to, to, and, and, to sell your pair of jeans, yeah. You know, and we see so much of that. People, they get pissed off. They get on Twitter. They get on Facebook. My, my rights, my freedom, my, my freedom. I can do whatever I want. No, you agreed to a certain construct and so on and so forth. And right. it, it just, you know, it went the way that you didn't want it to go. And now you're mad about it. But if you went back and read through the thing that you agreed to, check the box when you create your account. So, like, go fuck so, off. So back to your question. And I'm going to hit a few key highlights here, but I think what, this is worth digging into in a future pod. Um, the EU considers privacy of communication and the protection of personal data to be a fundamental right, which are codified under EU law. 1992, the United States ratified the International Convent, I'll just, it's the ICCPR, so Convent of Civil and Political Rights, a human right treaty that is guarantees, that guarantees privacy rights. So yeah, there, there, there's stuff going on there regarding government versus folks that live in countries, so... But it is, I mean, it's kind of the fact that the it states here, and at least on this reference that I'm using right now, which is a reference from July 17, 2020, um, we're talking about some codified law over there in the EU, which, um, fuck if I know, we don't have anything codified over here when it comes to individuals' right for privacy, obviously. <laughs> Turns out, no. <laughs> Turns out, or something wouldn't have happened just to... And, and we few, don't have any specifically enumerated rights, but... We we could yeah. harp on that for ages and ages. Well, no, but I I think it's I, I think it's worth at least for the, the to do a couple more podcasts. Obviously, on privacy because that's one of the things that we we dig on over here. But to actually dig into the weeds a little bit on this, um, so so we're more familiar, and then we can get you know listeners will become more familiar with some and maybe add us, tweet us, email us, whatever. Um, if you're in Europe and, and or, or from here, wherever, and you know more about this stuff, because it's really fascinating to me. Um, not like a lot of problems, there are solutions out there and, and you got to look at the other approaches that other, the other folks have taken. Yeah. No, um, I would love especially to hear. where we are right now. I would, I would love to hear from any listeners in, in the EU, um, about how they feel like their privacy is treated specifically. And if they feel like uh, the government as a whole or locally is looking out for that interest and what they think could be done above and beyond, you know, like, where are you? Like, right. If you're a step ahead, then where are you? Are you happy with it? Do you think there's more that could be done? Do you think that there were things left on the table that could have been done. Uh, how does it feel? Where, where where do you want to be moving forward? And and I'd also love to hear from people stateside uh, how they feel about privacy yeah. in this country. 
and where they think it is and where they think it could go. Um, that's always fascinating to me. I love, you know, I did, I, I think about these things all the time, but I'm only one person. Right. So that's maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. And, uh, yeah. you know, fill me in so I can reconsider more data means, right. you know, better results. And that's the beauty of it all. Yeah. yeah and that we, we see under one part of the hood sometimes, right? You know what I mean? Like we, 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 we look at things a little 100%. different. 100%. Yeah. Just cause you know, sitting behind computer screens and understanding how the, the thing behind your screen works. Um, you start to know, maybe it's not just about selling people a pair of jeans or some other nefarious shit that's going on on the constant. And then, you know, it's also rife for criminals and, and other folks to take advantage of, which, you know, it's just absolute craziness. So let's see a thing differently. Not so we're a little more in the weeds on it. So, but we're certainly not attorneys and, you know, I don't know the, the laws of Europe too well. Just what I can uh, glean from the interwebs and, and some of my European friends. So, anyhow, you want to leave it there? And uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to leave off. Fair enough. All right. Till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.